coming to you live from Swamp, on the plain of Swamp, this is Tap Tap Concede. Hello and welcome to Tap Tap Concede. I am Cameron and joining me today is Ben. Thank you for having me, Cameron. It's great to be Swamp. Huh? Uh, this podcast, like everything we do, is brought to you by you, the viewer over at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. You did this. Why did you do that? You didn't do anything to stop this. Now it's just me and Ben in control of the next hour of your life. <laughs> this is also brought to you by the very kind people over at cardkingdom.com. Cardkingdom.com, a constitutional monarchy of cards. Also, a clean, well-lit place to storm off. Uh, if you go to cardkingdom.com slash LRR, that enters our affiliate code, lets them know that we sent you. And if you do tend to buy any, or intend to buy anything, in the additional information field of your order form, you can say, loading ready run sent me, button please, and they will send you a little one-inch button that says, a pox upon the auto-tapper. It's new. Um, they're great people, fast shipping. Um, a very nice gameplay space. I like it. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. So, this week on Tap Tap Concede, we have thrown the reins to you, the audience, and we are hosting a mailbag episode. I mean, really, it's more kind of like a, a notifications episode because we tweeted it out. Mm -hmm. I guess it's a mentions episode. You got up in our menchies, and uh, we're going to reply all. Oh, no. Not <laughs> so, all of them. Uh, yeah. I guess we should just get started then. Please, let's. James, what's our first question? How are you doing? Do you want the real answer or do you want the... I think I'm a little the polite answer. I think I'm a little over caffeinated this afternoon. Okay. I had too much coffee, maybe. I went to play basketball mm -hmm. and uh, I hit the rim and the ball went over the fence. And there were dogs in the park nearby. And a dog bit my basketball and punctured it. Oh, no. And then the woman whose dogs uh, they were was wildly apologetic. And was like, I have to e-transfer you for this or I would feel so bad. And I'm okay. like, after five times of saying no, I'm like, sure, okay. Okay. And then she's like, how much is a basketball? And I low-balled myself. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just like- They've got I, me like 60 bucks, right? For the one that I was using, it was 65. I told her 40. I, j okay. I felt bad. Like as, as a, an owner of a dog that is not the most well-trained, I was mm. like, look, I, I get it. Dogs right. will be dogs. It's fine. Um, and then I was like, wow, I sure am out $25 now. <gasps> oh, $25 I could have used at cardkingdom.com. 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 Yeah, that's how I'm doing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but more generally, I'm actually pretty happy. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. I don't know what to do with myself, and I'm constantly suspicious of it. Mm -hmm. That'll happen. Yeah. Womp womp. Uh, next question. <laughs> What's the one magic-related thing you're looking forward to the most this year? This comes from Oliver Sparks. Oh, James, 
who asked the previous question? Uh, that was interesting Meg, uh, interesting MTG art, I believe. Oh, well, mm. thank you for the question. I hope we answered it satisfactorily. What's the one magic-related thing you're looking forward to most this year? I mean, March of the Machines seems like it should be cool. Yeah. Do, like, uh, Mommy. Yeah. Uh, MTG Mom. That's follow a, up to MTG Bro. Yeah, that's a really good. I mean, that's a that's a pipeline for sure from bro to mom. Yeah, from bro to mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although I am kind of curious about the little like epilogue set that is planned after March of the Machines. What? Yeah, there is like they have said that they don't want the entire story spoiled in March of the Machines, kind of in one instantaneous drop. Uh-huh. Right. You know how in in magic sets you get you know, kind of a long story arc, but there's mm-hmm. no beginning, middle, and end. It's just this pile of cards that mm-hmm. occurs instantaneously, and you kind of have to, like, order the story out from it. So they are uh, releasing an epilogue set to March of the Machines, which presumably has the set's ending in it, or this story arc's ending. I hope the good guys win. How vague. I don't know. Um... I had no idea that existed. Is Eldraine this year? Yep. Yeah, I'm excited for Eldraine. More Eldraine? Yeah. Hmm. Oh. So just really quickly, uh, March of the Machines, The Aftermath, hmm. uh, is a is an epilogue booster. Uh, oh. So epilogue boosters continue the story in between sets. Each lore-packed booster guarantees a foil and a showcase card. Okay, this is just talking about uh, what's in the the packs but yeah i think the idea is uh there's going to be an epilogue booster pack i don't know how many cards are in the epilogue set mm-hmm. or yeah. if they're standard legal or i don't know but that's what it's called it's called march of the machine the aftermath uh and yeah that's that's what that is oh well i take it back <laughs> Okay. Uh, Is there a different thing? Uh, you know, Dominaria Remastered might be kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, I, I've been wanting to, like, curate my own Fallen Empires relitigation. I mean, you're, you're all aware that that came out today, right? No What? Sure. Are you serious? Yeah, Dominaria, yeah that's, oh, that's today. The, the, the pre-release for Dominaria Remastered is happening as we record this podcast. Well... We make content for magic professionally. <laughs> I mean, does it have Ication Javelin Ears? Order of Lightburn? It better have Javelin Ears. Javelin Ears is a classic. Yeah, it's it's a fun little card. It was a, a Canadian Highlander playable as well up until... Yeah. Well, it was a 1-1 first strike with a, a tap ability. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Excuse me. Ication Javelin Ears for one white mana. You get a human soldier 1-1. Acacian Javelineers enters the battlefield with a Javelin counter on it. Remove a Javelin counter from Acacian Javelineers. It deals one damage to any target. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so yeah, it's in the set. Uh, nice. Although, Sorry, this is in the set. This is just from the um, uh, Miko version of the mm-hmm. cards, which is what they released a few weeks ago when I, they spoiled the whole set. I still don't... The whole set's been out? Yeah, the whole set's spoiled. It's been spoiled for a few weeks now. They spoiled it in like one day. They were like, okay. here you go. I think it was before Christmas. This is why I hate the holidays. Yeah. Nothing's real. 
You can't get things in the mail. Yep. Everybody's closed. And just and then this happens. Yeah, an entire set comes out with one of my favorite cards being reprinted in it. I mean, although I did prefer the original Fallen Empire's art. Oh, and you got you have options mm. too. Yeah. Yeah, which one was your favorite? Uh God, was it Richard Kane Ferguson? Or there was oh no, what's his name? It's the Drew Tucker one. Drew Tucker. Drew Tucker. There's, Drew Tucker, there's, there's yeah. that one. The Drew Tucker one. There's though. that one. Mm-hmm. There's that or Scott, one. Or Scott that's Kirshner. A, that was the one I was yeah. thinking of. Excuse Those are the three. Me. Yeah, it does kind of have the Drew Tucker like watercolor <laughs> abstraction to it. In my head, the art was a lot more messy. Yeah. Than this. But I don't know. This is a good card. It blocks well. Mm-hmm. Kills uh, Raghavan. Yep. Or Birds of Paradise. Mm-hmm. Good card. Mm-hmm. Good card. I look forward to drafting it. Probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah, I can't believe... James, can we... Can Cameron and I both get a box of Dominaria remastered uh, from the site? I No. Maybe? Okay. I don't know. This is like, go ask the money guy. I'm not the money guy. Go ask okay. Beach. Okay. I mean, you're probably better to ask Graham, honestly. You feel like he's your... If you're going to ask anybody who has... Ask a, Graham. Ask, who has access to the money. I mean, I have access to the... I, See, you know what? We, this is Booster boxes for everybody. Yeah. yeah. See, this is why you butter up James. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yeah. I had no idea it was that easy. Yeah. Uh, James, can I get a box of the Eldrain set, too? <laughs> We'll see how your report card is. What is that one Set called? booster or collector's booster box? Uh, I Or draft booster. You know, I'm really sour about set boosters because mm-hmm. one, I decided for, I think it was for Strixhaven. I was just like, yeah, I'll get a box. You know what? I'll get a box. Uh, and I got convinced to get a set booster box instead of draft boosters. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I really don't like alternate border cards. Yeah. I think the magic border is really good. Yeah. And it looks really good. And I got a set booster box and just, I was like, I got all these cards that technically I wanted, but in borders that I didn't mm-hmm. like. So I'm like, what, are, what the hell do I do with these? Do I have to talk to people and be like, hey, do you want this Galazeth Prismari or whatever in a goofy frame? Yeah. So the other things this year, you asked, Wilds of Eldraine okay. is what Eldraine is called. There is the Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Okay. Uh, and then we also have Lord of the Rings this year. Right. And we have the Doctor Who uh, Commander decks coming out this year. Uh, and then I presume there will be some sort of summer set that we don't know about yet. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. And then who who knows what else? It's the 30th anniversary, right? So like, presumably we'll get other stuff, but I don't know. Those are the stuff. Those are the things that we know about. Okay. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Would you like your next question? I would love yes, the please. next question, James. <laughs> All right. What is an MTG hot take or personal opinion that you that you used to have that has since changed, either for the better or the worst? This question comes from Masked BX or Masked B10 or Masked Beaks. Masked be Christ. Hmm. So do we want to answer with what we... <laughs> what we were talking about <laughs> yeah. before. Do we want to give the answer that we had off camera or uh, something more, uh, you know, savor- or savory? 
Uh, I think the uh, the the answer that we had before the show was that over the pandemic, we both realized that we really enjoy playing magic with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a joke where like the worst part about Magic the Gathering uh, are the players. Yeah. Which, you know, is in its own way untrue to an extent. Yes. Yeah. But coming out of a, the pandemic and not having to, or not being able to play with people within your community or, or Mm -hmm. even your friends in a, in a personal sit down setting, um, really just showcases that when you come back and, uh, you know, getting to play paper tournaments again and, and being older and everything is just, uh, overall worse. Um, as you know, happens with the natural progression of time and the crushing weight of capitalism. But, um, it's, it's at its best when it's with friends, which sounds, which sounds like it's an obvious, like, okay, thanks tips. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think my priorities have shifted where like, I don't know if I'd want to enter a tournament with a bunch of randoms at a GP now. Yeah. Like I, I think back to all of the weird experiences I had with other players at GPs. Like the guy who asked me why I didn't just keep the boosters I was given to give away as prizes. Or the guy who, when uh, we were verifying pools at the start of um, a, a, a Grand Prix or mm-hmm. a, a, a tournament, looked me in the eye and shuffled the pool before handing it to me to verify. And I got what? a delay of, I got a, I got a warning from the judges for not verifying quickly enough. Wow. And it's like, these are the, th- I don't remember my pleasant games, but I sure remember the unpleasant ones. Yeah. I, um, I don't regret leaving behind the tournament mindset mm-hmm. and play style. Not that I would stoop to being, you know, that brand of asshole, but certainly <laughs> associating with those people like yeah. that, that style of player that just happens when you go to events or if you, if you go to enough GPs or PTQs and, Mm-hmm. that kind of thing or the people who uh like you say good luck to and then say why would i want to wish you good luck i don't want you to have good luck yeah it's like it's a pleasantry come on it doesn't good and bad luck doesn't exist maybe the <laughs> i don't answer, know if, like <laughs> yeah exactly maybe the answer to this is just like the question is asking about a take that we have had in the past and now that right. we're older yeah and have gone through this you know large uh, traumatic pandemic and all that mm-hmm. jazz that, which we're uh, still in the midst of yeah and um like naturally as we progress it's like well i don't have time for this crap yeah yeah actually uh yeah i think that's what it would boil down to for me too mm-hmm. i really like i've realized that my time on this earth is limited that man is mortal and that there are things that i enjoy doing with my time so indulging people's like unpleasant behavior mm-hmm. really doesn't interest could be baking me. Baking a loaf of bread. Yeah, I could read a book. Could be pickling. I think I think I said like, you know, y- y- you need to clear the bar of being more interesting than my phone. Yeah, yeah. And my the bar of my phone is at shin height. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like there, there, there's, it's just, 
again, for Magic, there's a lot of investment prior to it. Like you have to have the cards, you have to show up, you have to pay the money for the yeah. entry fee and, and the familiarity. And then, you know, obviously there is indeed a risk in going and playing, even if people are masked and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you can just run into uh, like dickhead into dickhead junior, mm-hmm. like back to back and be like, oh wow, this was unpleasant. And uh, there go, there goes my, you know, hours. Yeah. Um, which putting that up against watching the same Pokemon speed run I've been watching for the past five years or whatever. Exactly. You know, just being on my couch on YouTube, uh, the speed run will win the you like, and it's not that it's not as if you have to cross, like do anything extravagant. Yeah. To sell me. I uh, mean, I could go home and put on season one, episode nine of the terror. Oh yeah. God. This the is sea, now the sea, the open sea. This is now just a podcast about the terror. It is. Mm-hmm. So I suppose you could say that over the course of the pandemic, we have become grumpier, like an unfunny Statler and Wal- Waldorf who are also hurtful. I will say this though, to, to give a positive spin to mm-hmm. it, not out of necessity, but out of just being, you know, upfront and truthful with myself is that because I feel like I can't make it out to every Monday night, I'm, I'm talking about Canadian Highlander in this and like with a community that I know very mm, well mm-hmm. and, you know, um, that all have the same kind of opinion or similar opinion to the, what we have where they, right. their time is precious. They're, they're older. They got families, whatever. Um, when I do get to go out, mm-hmm. it's a blast. Yeah. I, it has given me an appreciation for the positive experiences. I realized earlier I said I don't really remember the pleasant ones, but I do remember the positive ones. Mm-hmm. And relatively few of them are spent across the table from someone, unless that is also concurrent with an interesting conversation. Yeah. But there are people where I am happy to see them uh, across the table because it usually means that I'll have someone to go hang out with uh, for coffee between matches. Yeah. Right. Or after the game, I will have an interesting meal with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's nice. I like that. Magic the Gathering. Lowercase t, lowercase g. Next question, please, James. Do you play less magic in your community, away from stream time, now that magic is part of your work? Be it at an LGS or arena, do you feel more or less enthused to play more on your own time? Same goes for opening product. Do you feel differently about opening product being a part of LRR? Question from Zoyel. Um, I used to open a lot of product. I almost never do now. I will just buy the card I want. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, um... The correct approach. <laughs> yes. I mean, um, uh, I've cracked collector's boosters on my stream for stream. And it was, it, I mean, it was, wasn't great actually. Yeah. Um, but it was a good, a good experiment. Um, it's good to have a reminder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I do enjoy kind of like queuing up arena when I, there is a limited environment out that I enjoy. And, you know, spending 20 bucks on gems and playing until I run out. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. Spending money on your hobby is like a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. It's just also like a thing that, and if you get value from opening the boosters, then like power to you. Mm-hmm. If that's your jam. Yeah. If like, you know, you talk, people talk about it as though it's like a lottery ticket in very disparaging terms, which I mean, they probably should be. But at the same time, like if that's what, 
you really need as a pick me up at the start of the, like in the middle of the week or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it has a bit of a, a randomness thrill to it and sure. there's a tactility yeah. uh, to sorting the cards. And it's, you know, there's a little bit of satisfaction. I can get that. If it's um, not completely self-destructive, wherever you can find your happiness, take it. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, having worked in a card store when I was younger, uh, opening product outside of like the PPR kits. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a highlight, but like outside of that, I, it is dead to me. I am numb inside. <laughs> it's just like, I could, you know, you get to a point where you've done it so many times where you're like, I could just open and sort this box in like six minutes. Mm -hmm. And these cards don't mean anything to me. There are a couple of them where I'm like, ah, yes, that is a certain dollar amount. Cool. Right. But it's just whatever. But, playing uh no i i mean from from a like a health aspect of taking a step back and being like you know i played magic on stream for five to six hours today should i really go play magic for another four hours mm -hmm. and it's like yeah because there's magic as a job where you're also doing the performing part mm -hmm. and then there's magic as a hobby and having fun with it and you, I mean, you have fun with the job, but like, there's a very clear line of like, yeah, you know, I mean, I have streamed arena on my home stream and I've never enjoyed it. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it feels like I'm trying to do a crossword puzzle on stream <laughs> or playing solitaire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least with magic online as <laughs> somebody that streamed both streams, both arena and magic online. Um, Magic Online is kind of, there's a certain charm to how crappy it is, <laughs> right? It's just kind of like playing, it, it's like playing a game from your childhood and being like, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can hear, I can hear the, the sound effects now. Mm -hmm. The, the, the boom of, 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 God, I don't even remember. I remember the crack, uh, the crack pat or the pack cracking crinkling yeah, noise. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, when, <laughs> yep. Yeah. The noise of a zombie. <laughs> the charm of the red arrows yeah yeah uh james next question please a friend that has never seen a magic card and has no idea how to play card games asks you what's magic the gathering and you each get to choose just one mtg product from 2022 to show your friend that perfectly encapsulates magic the gathering in 2022 specify product and set You know, I don't remember. If, maybe this didn't even come out. A ch I would pick like a challenger deck. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems a little weird. There are players that only play commander. That's mm -hmm. all they know. Mm -hmm. And their idea of magic is just commander. And they don't right. understand anything outside that. And that's okie dokie. That's mm -hmm. fine. That's a great way. Like if that's how you engage with the game. Great. But if we're talking about learning like how most 60 card 1v1 magic is played, which will also just kind of like pool into how limited is played, mm -hmm. um, then picking like a challenger deck where you have four of copies of cards, mm -hmm. you have a clear goal in what your deck is doing. Right. And teaches you often, you know, the fundamentals of like what these different card types are, how decks often use these card types and mm -hmm. like how you might 
play against people and be like, wow, I keep getting my ass kicked. Why is that? And they go, well, here's what a sideboard is and right. how, you know, a best of three can be played. And, um, yeah, I think that would be, I think that's it. Challenger decks. I like yeah. that answer. Um, yeah, I do like learning the fundamentals. I find, um, I have seen people ask this question and be offered, uh, somebody's, $4,000 commander deck as a learning experience and just bouncing off hard, right? I'm not convinced that commander is the entry level product. A lot of its evangelists seem to think it is. Um, it is the way a lot of people have fun. That's totally fine. Um, but it gets complicated very quickly. Um, and a lot of the good gameplay fundamentals that are useful in head-to-head 60-card, 20-life magic um, kind of go by the wayside. I mean, I don't trust a format where Goblin Guide is a bad card. <laughs> right? Hell yeah. Uh, God, I use that line mm -hmm. so often. Like, yeah. talking about, like, why, uh, you know, if people are like, Ben, how come you don't play CDH or like is how, what's the difference between CDH and Canlander or like should, or for this very one of like, should I teach my friend how to play magic through commander? It's like, I don't know. I think people need to understand the value of goblin guide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe your friend is the kind of person who will immediately latch onto commander and get it. Yeah. Right? Like I, I, I think this is probably very dependent on who the friend is who is asking, mm -hmm. which I feel kind of goes against maybe the intent of the question. Mm -hmm. But honestly, you kind of need to know who your friend is. If your friend is coming from like a background of playing a bunch of deck building games mm -hmm. or, or resource management board games, stuff yeah. where like they are okay tracking a lot of the overhead stuff of like, yep. have I gone through the steps of untap up, keep draw? Do I know that I can take certain actions each turn and like, multiplying that for each player at the table mm -hmm. and and all that stuff which sounds very trivial to people that are enfranchised but to someone who's brand new mm -hmm. they might not get it but if they come from that background of like i you know i played dominion and i got a duchy tattoo or whatever it's right. just like right. yeah you'll probably get commander pretty well you'll yes. understand that yeah like if if they are a systems person mm -hmm. or i don't know if they are a head-clicking robot who likes mm -hmm. FPSs. Those those two players are going to have probably different, uh, get different mileage off different entry points into Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. Good answers. Good answers. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Good work, everyone. Good hustle. If you were tasked with picking a set of cards for a secret lair to be reprinted with a poem on it, a new poem, a la love song of night and day, or an existing poem, what set of cards would you pick and why? Calvin Runard asked this. I got a really stupid answer. So, uh, do you want stupid answer or sincere answer? I mean, both. We got time. We got half an hour. Okay. Uh, I, uh, oh, wait. No, this joke, this joke sucks. It doesn't even work. <laughs> I, I was trying to do the dig, 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 oh, well. Mm. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, you pick three cards with well, and then the card dig up. <laughs> and then, uh, no, that doesn't work. Um, God, I don't know. Uh, my friend, if, if 
I can jump in. Yeah, please do. My friend Leah, uh, Leah Miller, um, said that she really wanted to find the person who wrote the Tumblr mushroom copy pasta with the yeah. person like holding the gun to the mushroom screaming, tell me the name of God. I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, you you can't, can't kill, kill me, me in, in any way, way that matters. Yeah. And making a secret layer based around that, which, you know, has a poetic quality to it. But you could easily see the kind of cards that would go into it. I feel life from the loam would yeah. be in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, squee. Squee, yeah. Or, mean... or maybe not squee, but like... Oh, I don't know. Just... Like green black cards that never die. Bloodgast? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's too. But based around this ideal of the alternate intelligence of fungus. Mm. Life from the Loam is a good one. I think that's just the best one to start off with. Mm -hmm. I Anyway, that, that suggestion lodged itself in my head and it has never left. Uh, if you wanted something more literary... Gah. I mean, uh, William Carlos Williams, um, uh, as Fidel, that greeny flower <laughs> is something that I've always thought was really lovely because it has this wonderful line about, you know, like, uh, it was then that I knew that, uh, there are flowers too in hell. Right. And mm -hmm. it's, it's nominally a poem that he wrote towards the end of his life about his wife. Um, but you know, I'm sure you could pervert the lines in that poem and put them on like gray merchant of asphodel or something yeah uh to great effect um uh i, I mean i expect that the lord of the rings set is going to have better have some songs as yeah. flavor text yeah um god i forgot about that yeah today if we're going that, I mean... I mean, yeah, like, Magic releasing a Lord of the Rings set is kind of like if, I don't know, StarCraft added a Warhammer 40k army, right? <laughs> like... Yeah. Uh, it feels like Lord of the Rings always just holds this... It's so... I mean, it is within the past... Well, not maybe not 100 years now. Um, if it was written in World War One, right? Tolkien, did Tolkien start writing in World War One? I I mean it's fresh. Yeah. Right? It's still fresh within um the uh pop popular culture and, and not just because of the, the I, movies. Yeah. Right. Um but it feel it still feels timeless enough that it is like a fine thing to draw from. I mean, if you're pulling from Dracula and Frankenstein, you can pull mm. from Lord of the Rings. Don't get me started on Doctor Who. I'm gonna make some enemies over that one. But, I yeah. That mm, that's a weird one to me. If we're in the, I mean, if we're talking about secret layers that um, will make people um, talk about th very insufferable things, uh, to this question about the poems, I could, I could probably put together a Dark Souls. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dark Souls secret layer, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of good flavor text on that. Yep, yep. Um, There's some poems in there too. Yep. Ooh, I like that. From the ashes of two, a flame alighteth. Thou art ash, and fire befits thee, of course. Mm. Don't you think? <laughs> Don't you think? Man, poor Hawkwood. Well, asterisk. I will take what makes you dragon. 
James, please, the next question. <laughs> it's giving me conniptions. What's a format you don't play but would like to, and what would you need to change to get you into playing it? Oh, man, this is a sad question to talk about. I mean, I this is an odd answer for me because demonstrably I do play this format, but I would like to play Highlander more. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the collection to support it. Yeah. Or really the deck building chops. I'm I'm too attached to my pet deck, I think. Aristocrats is also just a deck where there are a bunch of flavors of aristocrats, mm. but you don't get that crossover that you might get if you were just building like a collection of I like playing blue decks, mm-hmm. right? And so you're like, I could play Blue Moon or I could play Blue White or Soul Tie. Right. Know, that there's more of a flip. It's a lot more difficult to go from something like even like a let's say like a um a four color aristocrats deck porting that into a more like a mid-range four color deck. Right, right. There's just you have the mana base, but then the cards are all over the place. Well, yeah, I remember the several years ago now but the 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 finalists uh aristocrats deck Mm -hmm. um in local highlander like there were two of them and they shared 90 90 cards Mm -hmm. between them um yeah yeah but there there's a lot of like i don't know i would love to play mono grixis two for ones in highlander or just kind of some kind of bant miracles deck yeah. Um, but what would have to change is that I would need six figures. <laughs> okay, what I need is money, yeah. lots of cash. Mm-hmm. Send it to Cameron Water, care of Loading Ready Run. <laughs> Large unmarked bills, small unmarked bills. We'll take product too. Yeah. Um, just using this podcast as a way to beg for people to. Well, oh, not yeah. beg. Beg makes it seem like we have, you know, we have our decency still. We're demanding you. Yes. Um, I would say Legacy. And I played a lot of Legacy. Yeah. That was my, more so than Canadian Highlander, was my format. Right, right. Well, I remember um, when Top was banned, you you seemed quite happy about it. Well, happy in the sense of like, now I could play. At the time... When Top got banned, it was like, okay, well, good. Now I can competitively like play something else. Right. Because at the time, I felt like that um, Sensei's Top Miracles was too, it was too good. And right. too, like, I just felt like anything else that I played, I would be playing worse. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to put in time getting better at those decks because that time was better spent getting better at Miracles. miracles. Right. Um. But I played a, that. That was my format, and I regretfully had to sell a bulk of my collection due to medical issues at the time. But also just because no one was playing it, the Victoria community had more or less dissipated. Mm-hmm. Um, SCGs barely came out West Coast, and then they just flat out stopped doing it. Well, yeah, like the the availability of cards. Yeah, yeah. card availability. the 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 price on these cards went up to amount that was too high for me not to just move mm. everything as, mm-hmm. instead of just holding out. But like, 
I've been looking at Legacy on Magic Online, and it's, I mean, that Magic Online is missing like 20 playable Legacy cards. Right. 10 of them that are very good, like would change how the format played out online hmm. pretty drastically. Um, and that's not a good thing, but the fact that that's the case and I'm still like, God, do I get, do I just start renting cards again? Do I, like, right, should I right. play Legacy again? Ah, oh, it's just, it, it tickles an itch that you can't get anywhere else. You know, as yeah. much as I love Highlander and Gladiator, it's not, I don't get the same like competitive vibe while simultaneously being naked in my own house. Like they, <laughs> you don't get that pairing. Yeah, the, that, that overlay. That's why I'm mean, in but, my element. But I, I really do enjoy the idea of legacy as kind of very much uh, rewarding when you have honed your fundamental skills around yeah. uh, four of 60 card, yeah. 20 life head to head magic. It's like modern if it were good. Although I got to tell you, I saw one of the funniest tweets where it was just like somebody asking like, what's your favorite casual format? And it was like, commander, something else, legacy. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Mm. Yeah. James. I'm interested in visiting Victoria to see Yellow Jacket in person. What other spots activities would you recommend for Lure, for a Lure Friday night's magic fan? Um, well, I suppose it depends what you're into. Um, there are a lot of places I go to just kind of like read a book and drink coffee, which is, you know, kind of 90% of my life. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, I sit around in my house and click on things on my computer. I drink coffee and read books, mm -hmm. and I go for very long walks, uh, basically because I've spent too much time doing those other two things, and I need to remember that there is an objective reality that's further than a foot away from me. Um, so if those are things you're into, I can list activities. Um, We're very similar in that regard, Cameron. Yeah. I've tried to think of like... Well, I don't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, if I if I could, <laughs> if I could, I would at least give it a shot. Like if, if it was possible, I would I would attempt for you know maybe a week. See how I felt about it. I've just like once I stopped working, I would just go into a <laughs> a very small dark room and just sit and wait until I have to do something else. Right. You know. Right. Right. Like it's just like okay, well. Yes, I technically should do other things so I can keep functioning. Yep. Um, not in a depressive way and just like a, well, I mean, now what? Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you some good vegan spots in town. Oh, yeah. Green cuisine? Green cuisine's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't load up on rice and bread. That's how they get you because it's one of these places that charges you by weight. It's like a big buffet. Mm-hmm. And you can always tell the first if someone's first time at green, green cuisine, because they get to the register and the, 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 the guy at the register is like, all right, $35, please. What? Why? Well, you have all that cornbread over there. Yep. Um, Lotus, Lotus pond. pond. Oh my God. Love me a Lotus Pond. Um, it's, it's a Buddhist restaurant. 
Yes. Uh, so it doesn't have the five pungents. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Garlic, like, the the tem- temptation. Uh, oh. Garlic, onion, shallot. Damn, they're going to eat my ass on Buddhist Twitter. I didn't mean to say eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's delicious. Well, I mean, without the five pungents. Maybe they won't. Yeah. <laughs> James, did you just Google the five pungents? No? Okay. Uh, and then... Um, but you wouldn't notice their absence. No, no, it's so good. It's the, it's my, it's my husband's favorite spot. Hmm. Um, and then this is embarrassing because I can't remember the name of the pizza place, the vegan pizza place. Oh, uh, uh, Virtuous Pie. Virtuous Pie. Yep. So good. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah. Virtuous Pie. Outstanding. And miniature world. I mean, it's not a vegan restaurant, but. Yet. Miniature world is a place where it's cheap to get in. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds like it would be like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we just went there? Yeah. Um, Miniature you, world, hilarious. And then you go and you're like, oh my God, I'm so invested. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is just so cool. Yeah. And it pains me to admit this, but Butchart Gardens, actually, yeah. it's kind of pretty. I re- I resent liking Butchart Gardens. Get, I get that. I get yeah. that. Like, you think about it and you're like, God, wouldn't it be nice to just go to Butchart Guardian, Gardens on like a like on a spring day or, mm-hmm. or even when they have like when they, when they have all their Christmas and holiday stuff and you're just like, so tacky. Yeah. I don't like it. Well here, if you're like, mm, but I want to go <laughs> and see the sculptures. And yeah. Kind of but it's honestly kind of tasteful and well, well manicured. And... Yeah. You're just like going around this beautiful, like winter wonderland display mm-hmm. and you're like, Hot cocoa is pretty nice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. At, uh, if you if you want a similar experience, but without the lights or the expense, the University of Victoria Botanical Garden mm-hmm. is actually quite pretty. Finnerty Gardens. Yeah, Finnerty Gardens. Um, what else do I like doing? Uh, my my coffee recommendations would be um, Saint Cecilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want, like, they will have a menu of pour overs, and. Uh, you know, it's a very nice, quiet space. So if you are a coffee snob like me, St. Cecilia is great. Um, if you want like, I don't know, a cinnamon dolce misto, but don't want to be caught dead in Starbucks, mm-hmm. uh, Hey Happy or Habit mm-hmm. have got you. Um, We're an island. And Cameron, I know you're a fan of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, love a good ocean. Absolutely. There's so many, uh, there's just ocean all around. If you go to a place with ocean, there will be place to walk by ocean Mm -hmm. and ocean will look pretty, smell pretty and be like, wow. It's just a big thing. It's a big thing. And you look across it and you're like, this is really big. Mm -hmm. And you think about it and you're like, there are quadrillions of atoms right now existing in an interacting system. Uh, they are unbound from one another and it's just kind of, you know, it makes you think about eternity. And then you're snapped into reality as you realize that while you disassociated, your dog has attacked a poodle that has walked by. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but like, I don't know. I, I like Ross Bay Cemetery because the beach is right there mm-hmm. and it's kind of sheltered and yeah. it's very quiet. Yeah. My grandfather lives there. Oh, nice. I got a laugh from James. Uh... What's he pay for rent? Oh, he's uh, grandfathered in. Next question. Uh-huh. 
What's your personal preference for card sleeves? Inner sleeves or not? Most disappointing magic accessory you've purchased from Chiral. Um, I started double sleeving my decks and now I can't stop. I love double sleeve. I KMC inner sleeves and then dragon shields. Uh, they feel good, right? There's like a pleasant, I don't know what it is, but like the, the inner sleeves gives just a little bit of cushion to the mm -hmm. card. Yep. And it feels not, like everyone hates when I flick my cards, but honestly, it's such a, uh, a pleasing. It just feels better with the double sleeve. Yes. Like I get the whole, I mean, I'm going to not do this in the mic because you know, people, unless people want the ASMR, this feels okay. Yeah. Bare sleeves feels okay. You throw on a single layer. No. Garbage. No, yeah. Throw it out. What am I, what am I doing with these? Double sleeve. Oh yeah. God, it's like petting a rabbit. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or a chinchilla. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're slicker. They're thicker. They're just, it feels like there's a layer of gel mm -hmm. on the inside. Do you mind if I give the objectively correct way of sleeving your cards? And I would love them? to. Great. So we start with KMC Perfect Fits. Mm -hmm. They're the best. Um, there are some other, and, and not a side loader. Like, come on, we're not cavemen here. Yeah. Um, pop loader always, and you mm -hmm. load it so that the card is, I'm going to give a visual aid. You load it so that the top loader goes over it like mm -hmm. you're putting on a shirt. Yep. Um, then you take, and I'm very strict about this, Dragon Shield Classics, or specifically Dragon Shield Art Classics. The Dragon Shield Art cards are on, or sleeves are honestly. They are so good. Their back has mm -hmm. like a kind of a satin finish, mm -hmm. which I I just like touching it. The, there are a lot of complaints people might have with some of the classic sleeves where uh, they smudge a bit, depending mm -hmm. on the colors, or that uh, when the back smudge, they can kind of like stick together. Mm. Have not ran into that issue with the art sleeves. Yeah. And they just hold up better and they look nice. You can get, yeah. you know, you can get a, a with like a Monet on the back. Yeah. I, I would love to get bed sheets made out of whatever they put the, yeah, whatever they make or, those out of. Uh, the Elder Dragon Social Club ones. Not not that this was set up as a plug, but no. I mean, they we, do look good and they shuffle very nicely. Yeah. Like five years ago, or maybe even 10 years ago now, I would have said KMC sleeves, mm -hmm. uh, but not I don't anymore. know what happened to them. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the cardboard box. The yes. The 200 classic. count, the yeah. whatever, just, you know the one. $17,000 uh, Highlander deck. Mm-hmm. $2 box they, held together with masking tape. They last forever. Yep. I have one that I've been using for about five years mm -hmm. and you wouldn't know. Yep. You wouldn't know. Uh, the only downside is that they fill your double sleeves with dust. Yeah, they could and, do that. And, and silverfish. You want, you want the next level tech though? Mm -hmm. You can get bags from like any kind of like outdoors store, hiking store. Mm -hmm. Um, that are, you know, waterproof bags. They're like little sealies. Okay. Sealies. They're little bags that you can basically, they're just waterproof. Um, and that is the one issue with the cardboard box is that mm -hmm. if you spill water onto yep. it, yeah, it's not going to work out super well, but you just throw it in that bag if you're really worried and it's just a little extra step to protect your cards and they're perfect. Hmm. Um, the mis most disappointing thing most disappointing accessory i don't know every play mat yeah like, yeah i've never had a play mat where i've been like 
like having a play mat, obviously absolutely necessary. Yes. Can't play magic without a play mat. Mm -hmm. I, I just can't do it anymore. I wish there was a one that was good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, one that didn't kind of like leave me feeling weird and sticky and dirty. Yeah. I think that the Ultra Pro play mats, there, there was a while that the play, specifically the play mats that they gave out at um, like SCG conventions mm -hmm. and like Grand Prix. There's like a period. If you can get a play mat that was put out at, but through the Grand Prix in like 2014 to 2018, mm -hmm. they figured it out. Yeah. And then they just forgot how it worked apparently. Yeah. But it's like, hey, we can set we can set we can save three cents a playmat. Yeah. If we make them ninety percent worse. But from that from that year, and there's a plenty of them, and in fact you might be using one as well. Yeah, you can throw them in the wash too. Yep. Yeah. They, I've and got, they come out fine. I've got one uh that I honestly really liked from uh Return to Ravnica. Yeah. That that has held up really well, mm -hmm. um, and all the other ones I've gotten since then, the backing, mm -hmm. like the rubberized backing, is flaked and they frayed, and yeah, you don't and you don't need them. You don't you don't need a lot. Just just have two, mm -hmm. a backup or one yeah. for a friend. Yeah, exactly. One that you take to F and M, and one if one that you take out if Richard Garfield comes over for mm -hmm. a game. Yeah, right. You know, your good play mat, the fine play mat. Yeah, the fine like your mother's play mat. God, imagine passing down your playmats to your kids. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just a big trunk at the will reading. <laughs> and you crack it open and it's just like, game day rivals of Ixalan. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, this is your last question. Thank God. <laughs> Which would you rather fight? One massacre worm-sized beeble or 100 beeble-sized massacre worms? You know, masker worm sized people. That's I just think, too big. I think if someone put a bucket of massacre, si beeble sized massacre worms in front of me, I would lose my mind in horror and disgust. Yeah. Like it would just be this writhing mass of like things like worms with teeth. Mm. Do I get a hammer? <laughs> Can I get a hammer? I feel yeah, James says yes. Have you ever seen the movie Pie? No. Uh it's a Darren Aronofsky movie. Oh. It's, it's uh it it's a good one. Okay. I, I thought you had seen it. No. I thought you were a fan of it with me. Um there's a scene it, the main character has uh terrible migraines, and at one point he has a nightmare when he's suffering from a migraine where he finds his brain in the kitchen sink and he just starts screaming and trying to wash it down the sink. Oh yeah. And that's how I feel I would react seeing a bucket of beeble-sized massacre worms. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of teeth. That it's too many. It's just like no. Oh, but I got like it would be like finding a it would be like a, a bucket of millipedes or something, right? Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. You put a hammer in my hands and I'm going to shatter both hubris and whatever's in front of me. Like it's a certain, like I, the courage <laughs> that yeah. was instilled. Like if it's, that's like Masker Worm is huge. Mm -hmm. Although what is a Beeble? I mean, the Beeble just might get me in size. Is the Beeble docile? Because like, oh, they, had, they skipped leg day. 
Yeah, you can shatter those ankles. Mm. I don't even need a hammer. But then the beeble is going to make some kind of weird pained noise. Oh, yeah. I must. I don't know if I could deal with that. Right? Like, it's going to... Le- I feel it's not going to scream or even moan in pain. It's going to somehow giggle <laughs> in agony. Right? It's yeah. going to be really unpleasant. I would probably, like... Objectively, I would fare better in a fight with a hundred uh, beeble-sized massacre worms. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know... Fundamentally, I'm going to be able to take that, but I think a giant beeble, I would just feel bad about hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I would, do I, can I just not, can I befriend them? James, can I befriend this be, uh, the beeble? Uh, the beeble requires a very vast payment of riches to be befriended. That's fine. Cameron mentioned that it would that. make a giant, like a, like a, it would agonize, right? Mm-hmm. And, and make some noise. And like anytime my animal is making noise that is distressing, I feel so guilty hmm. that I want to like prostrate myself and give them a hundred dollar bill. Just slide it across the yeah. the floor. I'm sorry, whatever happened that, you know, you're unhappy with, but I hope we can fix it. Mm-hmm. Cat's completely forgotten about it. Hmm. Just moves on with their life. Oh, wouldn't it be nice yeah. to just be over it moment to moment? That would be so great. If I could forget stuff that happened in grade eight, I whew, mm. my life would improve significantly. Oh. Anywho. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on this mailbag episode of uh, Tap Tap Concede. Hell of a way to start. I mean, this isn't the first podcast of the year, surely. It sure yeah. is. It is? Yeah, this is oh the first Tap Tap. We've been <laughs> off for two weeks. First tap tap of the year, and we put audience on roast, and then wished for a billion. <laughs> yeah, we bet. We said, "Send us product, give us money." Oh yeah, you're yeah. all the worst. Go to the ocean. <laughs> Graham, Graham, Kathleen, Nelson, to come back next week and be like, "What did you do?" Yeah, people hate us now. Um, I expect the comment section down in the comments for engagement purposes. Um, lie. Just leave a comment, <laughs> leave a comment that just says something like, wow, this was so moving. It's really made me rethink my relationship with, uh, you know, my friends, my family and my community. Thank you, Benjamin and Cameron. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I found this, uh, honest and open discussion mm-hmm. between the two of you to be very uplifting mm-hmm. and, uh, um, it has, has led me to a spiritual awakening. Look, they're not going to... Look, Grandma Kathleen uh, Nelson, they're not going to listen to that episode in whole. No. But they'll read the comments. So lying, it's perfect. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. And it's on YouTube, so you can get away with it. Yeah. And honestly, none of you are listening to this anyway. You're just no. put it, writing in the comments. James hasn't even hit record. I'm not even really here right now, and this isn't happening. All I want in life's a little bit of love to take the pain away. And stronger I think to myself, <laughs> what a wonderful world. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us on this first Tap Tap Concede of 2021. Um, you just rewound yourself by two years there, friend. 
2021. 2021. <laughs> you didn't save 2022. You went back to 2021? This is a great start to the new year. Did you know that the 19 in COVID-19 stands for 2019? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah, but... Oh, God. Anyways, Patreon. Thanks, Patreon. We appreciate yeah. you all. Cart yeah. Kingdom, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Let's get the hell out of here, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, before the Patreon drops anymore. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you. 